Well, hello, everybody. And has three weeks gone by that fast? <laughs> been three weeks. It has been three weeks, but two Saturdays, or Sundays, I should say. So, anyway, so hopefully I don't have to be retrained. We got uh, Rachel. Is Rachel correct? Yep. Rachel. Okay. I was going to say, no, was it Rochelle? <laughs> Maybe it was Rachel. Can't remember. Okay. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, good. Have you, do you made it through the holidays? I know it seems, it seems really ridiculous to talk about it because it seems like it's been ages ago. Mm-hmm. But you made it through your holidays okay? Yep. It was good. I, had, I went home for a little while. Good. And so, home is? Illinois. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a little while, like were you off a week or... Yeah, I was off a week, and I went for a couple of days and came back. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Well, my uh, Christmas Eve uh, puzzle, Christmas Day puzzle, mm. uh, New Year's Eve puzzle, Tis the season. New Year's Day puzzle. <laughs> so I guess I have been puzzling a lot. Are those all so, individual puzzles? Yes. Or? Oh, wow. Well... Uh, no, the the, the uh, usually the puzzle between me and my husband, the jigsaw puzzle, will last. It depends on how deal is. Let's say average three days. Okay, so well, yeah, there are two different puzzles. So anyway, but it was fun. You know, it was just everybody's cautious and such like that. So it is what it is. So mm-hmm. had a couple cocktails, puzzled, <laughs> watched a lot of Christmas movies. Oh yeah, I'm a huge nut about Christmas movies, and being that I have Prime, uh, Prime, you know. I was introduced to Prime Video uh, Christmas movies, ones that I don't have, mm-hmm. and and I have probably at least three three twenty five uh, Christmas movies in DVD. Right. And so, and I play them throughout the year when I'm feeling kind of glum. Yeah. I was so in a, a Christmas movie. Yeah, it I, definitely lifts your spirits. It does. The it colors does. and yeah. oh, storylines. Exa- yep, yep. So, and they're all about the same: guy meets girl, girl meets guy. They get they fall in love, they get in a tiff, but all is right at the end of the movie. <laughs> so anyway, so hopefully. We've been gone a little bit, but you have got some questions. You have remembered to turn your dial in uh, every Sunday from 4 to 6, and maybe even listen to the best ofs the last couple of weeks. Truth be told, I forgot to listen to the best ofs and see what they picked. But anyways, hopefully you didn't get bored. Yeah, but hopefully you got some great uh, uh, you know, questions for me today. Also, too, um, you know, obviously a new year. You know, if you want to email me, go to mytalk1071.com. Don't email me, email me through the station. Sometimes it comes in a spam. Just go to my website. You can find on my show page on mytalk1071.com and go to my website and then email me through my website, okay? Because those for sure come through. And so let me know what you want to hear about. Uh, tell you what, what you want me to maybe get somebody that knows something about it that if I don't know about it or just some guests you might be interested in or you know, just uh, subjects that you might want me to talk about or to roll up my sleeve to whether it's cat or dog and remember I don't do iguanas reptiles are not my thing so I don't know much about them I can't help you with that but anyway so uh, yeah so hopefully that's what the upcoming year because this is the 20th year for my talk 1071 can you believe that 20 years uh, the original cast uh, is uh, three left and that's Lori and Julia and myself uh, Lori and Julia started in June when the station first came up and then i started the first saturday in august so this is my 20th year i still can't believe i'm here because it still seems like it's only been four or five years i don't know where those 20 years went i can't believe i could talk for two hours every week about something yeah and what anyway but if you got questions for me today because it's been a couple of weeks please give a holler 651-641-1071 and i do over the holidays i found a new must eat do you know what the wallaby, the wily wallaby licorice is? Have you tasted that before? Oh, yeah. You have the really thick ones? Yes. Mm. Okay. I love, I'm usually a red licorice and a black licorice fan, you know, type thing. But mm-hmm. and theirs is fantastic. But what really is good, which I, which I 
very surprised myself. They have a green apple. Have you tried their green apple? No, I have not. Okay. It's a Wiley Wallabies. And they, you know who makes it? It's KLN, the, the family of that makes Nutrisource and Pure Vita. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, one thing that is delicious that you got to try. Okay. Get, uh, I don't know how to explain. Have you heard of Mrs. Richards? Uh, uh, it's a caramel that you can put like over your ice cream or such like that. It's one of the best ones. It's really thick. It's got really good taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. You take the, the green apple Wiley Wallaby. I, and you dip it in the caramel, and then you eat it. What's even, 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 even better is that you put a layer of cream cheese down, and then you put some of that Mrs. Richard caramel on top of that, and then you take your Wiley Wallabies green apple licorice, and you drag it through that, and you eat it. Oh, it's not exactly what we call healthy, but it's <laughs> doggone good. <laughs> it's kind of like eating a caramel apple in a way, in many ways. I don't know how to explain it. It is just so good. Whoever thought of caramel and cream cheese, like for regular apples, may I kiss you because that is an awesome combination. But anyway, so it, yeah, so you got to give that a try. But those Wiley, Wiley Wallabies, uh, licorices are to die for. They are so good. My favorite is a green apple. And then I, well, I'm a liquor, but not everybody. Do you like black licorice? Oh, I don't. I yeah. really don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of people either love it or you yes. cannot take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I love black licorice. I really do. And so theirs is really good too. But with the black licorice, one thing that's good with it is just ice cream. Vanilla ice cream oh, is yeah. very good. Yep. 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 So put it in a, uh, um, like a bullet because you can't have it in chunks. You got to take it like when you take a li- you get a little bit with each spoonful of right, ice cream, yeah. you know? So, yeah, but I, anyway, yeah, I know you're going to go run right out and try that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got some more trivia for today. And then, like I said, email me, go to my talk, 1071.com, go to my show page, Katie Canine show page, and then go to my website uh, uh, from there. Cause like I said, a lot of times people that email me through my talk, it comes up, um, um spam on my end and I can't open it so anyway or you can call me up at katie's canines and uh, just give me some thoughts what what you want to hear about uh, what you want to want more of um guests if you have any idea for guests always open for that so anyway so uh we'll see what else uh, da, 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 da. i think that's about it today what i want to talk about is uh, a couple of things is uh i'm dry it's dry, be driving me nuts you know there's so many doodles out there you know chiba doodle uh Berna Doodle, uh, let's see, let's see, Dana Doodle, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously the Labby Doodle, Golden Doodle, things like that. But anyway, uh, and the biggest thing that it, it uh, sends me over the edge is that folks, you, especially puppies, they have to be able to see. You have to get that hair out of their eyes totally. And so that's why it's really important. I know it looks cutesy, cutesy. Oh, look at that fluffy muffy with their little, you know, little shelf on, you know, above their eyes or the blinkers on the side. But it makes for a spookier, more unsure dog. And the only thing that I can t- tell people, I wish they would go and get a long wig or something, put it on their head, so it was like cousin it. <laughs> and then maybe they understand what the dog sees. Or if you're long enough, if you have long enough hair to do that, now, Rachel, you got uh, good enough hair to flip it over so you can actually, you know, kind of not see. <laughs> right, yeah, and it's a frustrating experience. It to is. Not be able to see, you know? Right. And, and it, it, cause, it causes a lot of dogs to be spooky, jumpy, 
jittery and then uh, maybe don't want to try new things like the stairs. A lot of times they have a very hard time with stairs because they can't see it correctly and can't judge the depth perception. And what people don't realize is that you don't have to set up an appointment for your dog to have their eyes trimmed and have to do a full trim, you know, a full bath and stuff like that. No, you can call up your local groomers and say, I just want to have my dog's eyes trimmed and maybe the nails trimmed at the same time. And truth be told, if your dog is a pup, that's a better way to do it. Instead of bringing your pup in for a full groom, do it little by little so the dog gets used to the person, the procedure, the whole atmosphere of being groomed. So, Because if your dog is not good on the table... I can guarantee you when you call up for the next appointment, they're going to schedule you out. They're going to tell you today, yeah, we got a, in November, we got an opening in November. <laughs> in other words, they're telling you that, hey, we don't want to work with your dog because you're not working with them. So we want to take the dogs that are easy that can, you know, we can get through without getting bitten or whatever type thing. So, and I love the mom and pop groomers, okay, not the big box groomers. So just find one and just say, hey, I want to start working with you. And then, like I say, bring them by so that she can just give them a treat and pat him on the head and then send him away so that it's, it's a pleasing experience it's not just here's my dog and the dog goes through the trauma of the clippers being on the table giving it in a bath and blah 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 you want the dog to but the bigger thing is is to get those the eyes cut and what i call it is called an owl cut and now this is all the groomers that are from that have grown up with me in my business you know for 40 years knows this but the new ones don't you look at an owl and you see how the feathers go away from the eyes that's exactly what you want the hair to do to go away and no puff on the head that will grow and then fall down into the eyes it goes back further along the side so there's a clear clear field division there's no blinkers on the you know, shelf on the top or blinkers on the side I can't tell you what a difference it makes in dogs that are yappy or whatever so okay okay so give a caller 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 okay why do wolves howl to express their emotions to frighten their enemies, to tell tell their location, moonlight causes them to howl. Which one is it? We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in. And yes, I'm live in person here. It must be Sunday and it must be between four and six. Because here I am and there you are. Why do wolves howls? Howl. There you go. To express their emotions, to frighten their enemies, to tell their location, moonlight causes them to howl. Which one do you think it is there? I'm going to say the location. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it is. Just tell their location. And that's the same thing like with coyotes. You know, everybody can, we got coyotes all over the place here. And they do the same thing. And in the spring, they're mating like in uh, February, March. And so they're screaming, you know, looking for their mates. And then like uh, end of August, September, the mom and dad are starting to lose the pups. You know, they've taught them all summer how to hunt and stuff like that. And so then in the fall, that's why you hear a lot more coyotes screaming in the falls because mom and dad has abandoned them there. And the kids are saying, okay, we're here. Where are you? (laughs) They're trying to figure it out. So anyway, so yeah. Okay. Let's head for the phones. Who's up? All right. We've got Kathy on the line and she's got an aggressive or her dog is aggressive towards other dogs. Oh, okay. Hi, Kathy. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thank you. So what kind of pupper do you got? I've got a boxer, a brindle-colored boxer that's six years old. Okay. And she was rescued. Okay. <clears throat> and so what's happening as far as other dogs? What do you like? When go, we um, go for a walk, it's about 30 feet or whatever. She sees another dog. She starts barking, and there's one dog in particular that we see on the in the neighborhood that she just uh, has it in for. I don't know what it is, but I have to detour or go in a different direction to avoid 
uh, running into the dog. Okay. Or other dogs. All right. Or any. So she does has this reaction with all dogs when she sees them. Yeah. Okay. Do you take? Do you ever take? Did you ever take her to a dog park? I did before when I got her, and okay. she was okay. Um, then the older she got, she turned into a butthead. Yeah. Yep. Now, do you try to do doggy playgroups at all? I don't. She doesn't associate with any other dog. Okay. Now, in your family and circle, friends and neighbors, she doesn't have any uh, friends. At least, or even one friend, one dog friend? No. Okay. Okay, so now when you go for a walk, what do you walk her on? A harness or some kind of training collar? A leash. Yeah. Uh, but, and um, a collar. A training collar or just a buckle no, collar? just a leather collar. Okay, now when she's walking with you, is she walking politely with you or is she skating in front of you? She is... Um, Sometimes next to me, sometimes in front of me. Okay. Uh, because usually dogs that, you know, there are some dogs that truly do not like other dogs because they've had a bad experience, and usually it comes from a dog park. Right. Usually they've gotten rolled at a dog park, and now they're scared of their own kind. Mm. And so then what happens is that now they see every dog they want to, you know, get, scare them away by mm-hmm. being a snot, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then immediately when you see another dog, now 10 to 1, what you're doing is you're choking up on the leash, yeah. you know, tightening it up. And so... So and trying to, you know, restrain the situation so you don't take a fast face plant. Right. Okay. So what you need is you need a training collar for her, you know, whether it's a star mark collar or whether it's a pinch. Okay. okay. But they, and both of those collars are fitted loosely. They are not fitted snug. In my book, no matter what training collar dogs has on, when they're paying attention, there is no collar pressure whatsoever. But anyway, so now what the deal is, is that you got to have a heel or walk. Or now, have you done any obedience training with her? Uh I've been trying to, um... So you haven't taken a class or anything? No, I okay. haven't. Okay. Because, see, that's the whole thing, is that when a dog feels like you don't have your poop in a group, you know, whereas you are, you know, not a really steadfast on the leadership, and it's yeah. not me, master, you, dog. Right. It's where you can control this, and the dog feels confident you have it under control. Yeah. So they don't have to react to help you out. Right. Because the minute that you t- you see another dog, before she even reacts, 10 to 1, you choke up on the line. And so then that sends to her with that tight leash that you don't uh, are worried about it also. Oh. And so so then now I have to raise up and help you, all right? Okay. And so that's why if you had a trading collar, what would happen? You'd give it like a couple of t- ah, leave it, leave it, ah, uh-uh, let's go, come on. You just kind of move her along like, hey, don't even react. You know, it's a, it's a tap, tap, you know, whereas it's not a restrain, let's go this way, <laughs> all yeah. right? Yeah. And so then, and so in the baby steps, baby steps, you can get her so that the eventually dogs and people can walk by without her reacting. Not going to happen overnight. No, but what, no. But we got to get you organized so you can organize the dog and have the dog build more confident in you in you uh, you know like i usually when i'm working with re, uh, least aggressive dogs you know first we get the right training collar on and then we get them to walk nicely next to us anytime you are in motion mm-hmm. she is never supposed to scan in front of you he who's in the front is the leader he who's in back is the peon you okay. do not want to be a peon yeah and then plus she feels she has to protect you from the world because she's out there in front Right. Okay. At any time during your walk, you can stop and say sniffies or whatever. Now she can do be a dog and sniff and pee and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But then once you're ready to proceed forward on your walk, now you call her back in. And then now we're walking politely as a team. We're working as a team. And so that's what you want. Because now my Zelda was a boxer Dane mix. She was about 90 pounds. Okay. And so she was, um, she looked like a giant great uh, boxer. So she looked like, but anyway, uh, the, what her thing was is she didn't have any play buddies 
for the fact that because she played so rough and so hard, oh. she tick off other dogs. And oh. so, so anyway, but she got along fine with my Ethel and my Gilligan and such like that. But you know, with boxers, they love that those paws come flying out, you know, and they, right. they've got a lot of, you know, energy in their play. And other than another boxer, mm-hmm. a lot of dogs, you know, don't like that and then start getting snarky at them. All right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like I said, at the dog park is my guess is where it started. Most dogs under a year and a half, under a year for sure, they will get along somewhat in the dog park, but the older the dog gets, then all of a sudden, I don't want to party anymore. I'm done. I just want to hang around mom or dad, you know, and then pretty soon the, the owner has to break up a fight and now the dog, you know, dog park days are over. Uh-huh. And so that's why, um, but usually if they get rolled by another dog, that's where they become leash aggressive or dog aggressive. Oh. And so... Anyway, so what I would strongly suggest to you is that you can either take a private class through myself. Yes, and that's we, what I'm looking forward okay, to. Yeah, and then, what, so we're going to get you organized and the dog organized. And then a goal of yours would be, like, you know, to come to one of my classes. Now, my classes only have six dogs a class, okay? Yeah. So you don't have to feel like you're overwhelmed by a whole bunch of dogs. But anyway, so that you learn how to handle this situation. And she learns that, oh, it's no big deal. Because in my classes, my beginner one classes, the dogs don't get to meet. It's just they only get to see. Like, oh, there's another dog. Oh, there's another human. And so they they don't have to worry about a dog or a human coming into their face and space. Okay. And that kind of calms them down also. All so right. once we get you organized, then we can get your pupper organized, and then things should start coming together for you. Okay. Okay? So what you can do is you can give, you know go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, and then you'll see my, my website there. Yeah. You can click on that. And then uh, uh, we can get my phone number. Well, I can give it to you now. It's 651-429-5433. And anyway, you can just call me. We'll look at our calendars and see when we can both get together. Okay. Okay, kiddo? Thank you so much, Katie. You betcha. Take care. Have a great evening. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, folks, it it takes organizing the human. uh, And one thing I was going to want to try, and this will kind of interact or twine, weave within the show, too, is that you guys are responsible for shaping the behavior of the dogs. So if you um, don't have your poop in a group, <laughs> then what happens is that then some dogs, depending on their personality, will either recoil, or they're scared and they won't want to go on a walk, or they rise to the occasion because they feel like there's not much teamwork. And so then they, you know, then what happens, what we just got done talking to about Kathy, that the dog starts going goofy when he sees other dogs, okay? So that's why, like I said, you've got to remember, you are responsible for shaping the behavior of your puppers. If you play rough with your dogs, or your cats even, then they, you're teaching them to play rough, and they will play rough with everybody. You know, the two-year-old kid or the 100-year-old grandma and grandpa. And so that's why you've got to be what you want your dog to be. There are so many things you can do with your dog and your cat other than wrestling with them and, oh, look at this, and take down and blah, 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 and tug-of-war. I'm a big advocate against any tug-of-war whatsoever with a dog. Because it teaches the dog to assert themselves against you. And so that's why there's plenty. You can teach, name your dog's toys. Teach your dog to pick the toys up and put them away. Do brain games, brain teasers. Do obedience work. There's so much you can do with the dog instead of riling him up and then be all mad because he's jumping on you, mouthing you, you know, uh, tearing your clothes, ripping clothes with their teeth or their or their um, their paws. Or they just knocked over grandma and now grandma's got a broken hip. Or the kids are running, screaming for their lives <laughs> because the dog is like... I'll get you my pretty <laughs> because they've been taught to play rough. So the biggest thing you can do is calm down, start training, 
and then start becoming a good working team. And that's the main thing. It's not me, master, you, dog. It's showing the dog what to do, how to go about it. And then there's consequences if they choose to blow through it, whether it be, a, a you know, the right training collar. And then just believe it or not, three quarters of your training, folks, is the tone of your voice. High pitch, you're happy. Low, slow tones, you're ticked. So anyway. Okay, who's up? How much we got here there? We've got about... 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So I guess we won't go to a call. We'll wait to come back and get that call. Because uh, we got a couple of calls, so you guys got to hold on to the line here, okay? But that's the main thing. You are in charge of shaping the behavior of the dog. If your dog is jumping and such like that, it's because you haven't taught them what manners you need from them. Okay, what kind of animal is a wolverine? A wolf, a fox, a weasel, or a bear? Be back. Hey, right, we're back. We got people holding on the line, so they, they're so patient, so I want to get to them right away. So, what kind of animal is a wolverine? A wolf, a fox, a weasel, or a bear? What do you think? I'm going to go with fox. Ah, I did not know this about this. Um, I would, see, I would have took a weasel mm-hmm. in the weasel family. But anyway, uh, but guess what? It's a bear. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the wolverines resemble a small bear, but is actually a weasel. Okay, the largest one in the family, uh, the largest one in the family. Wolverines travel a lot to find food. They eat both vegetables and meat. Okay, now wait a minute here. Okay, 93. So it is a weasel. No. Well, they they screwed. They said answer D. D is a bear, right? Okay, but now in the description, it says the wolverine resembles a small bear, but is actually a weasel. We find out, found a typo in the oh, trivia book. Write Isn't a letter a, to the editor there. No kidding. <laughs> it's right here. It's plain as the know on my face. 93, answer D. Okay, A, B, C, D is bear. So that, whoa, somebody messed up. Uh-huh. That means you were right, though. Yeah, I was. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, but no way. Okay, let's head for the phone lines. All right, we've got Kelly on the line, and Kelly's cat is pooping on her carpet. Oh, pooping on the carpet. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. So you, how old's your cat? My cat is seven years old, and I just adopted him this past August. Okay. Do you have and, any? Do you have any other cats? Nope. He's the only one. Okay. So what's going on and, then? And he goes to the bathroom. He he urinates in the litter box, but he on occasion or more than uh, like he'll poop on the carpeting. Okay. I don't know why because I I clean his litter box daily. Oh, I'm so. impressed. Okay. Okay. What does his be a good poop watcher? What does your poop? What does not yours? What does your cat's poop look like? Is it hard? It kind of like needs water, you know, type it's things. Hard. It looks kind of dry. Yep, it's hard. I can just pick it up with toilet paper. Okay. Well, that's good. It's better than having to run some water. But but okay. Now, what do you feed your dog, cat? I feed him um, science diet for urinary tract. That's what I was told to give him. Okay. No. What we got to do is change to the poor cat's diet. First of all, total indoor cats should never, ever be fed a, uh, uh, dry food. And they need to be on... Remember, cats are come from the desert. They get their moisture from what they eat. Lucky them, we bring them into our house and we feed them a total dry diet. And so then the dog or the cats start having urinary tract infections or problems, usually about 6, 7, and then for sure by maybe you know 10, 11 years old. Okay, so by okay. changing this dog or cat, this cat to a total grain-free canned diet, 
you will solve the problem. The reason why he's going on your on your carpet because because it's so dry, you know, the the doo doo itself, it hurts to get it out. And so technically, it's not, this may sound goofy, but but. Him being on the carpet, it's almost like being on a padded toilet seat. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? As far as his, there's more comfort under his paws as he's pushing to try to get this dry nugget out. And then sometimes they associate that hurt from trying to do it in the in the litter box, a, a litter box problem, all right? So then they start pooping outside because of, it's so dry and it's hard to get it out. So by changing the diet to a total grain-free canned food, Nutrisource has, and then plus, what's so great about Nutrisource line is that they have about six of them that do not have chicken in it. People don't realize that a lot of cats start getting chicken allergies because, unfortunately, chicken is an everything cat. And so then pretty soon the cat starts over-itching, uh, pulling their hair out. You know, they have swollen um, the face and feet and such like that, and it's due to chicken allergy is what it is. So you're best to rotate this cat into a good grain-free, canned food and i would okay. strongly suggest the nutrisource line another thing that you can do is if you got some raw hamburger that you're going to be making hamburgers give a pinch to the cat okay if you make okay. if you're cutting up a uh, chicken or any kind of meat give it in raw form give a pinch to the cat because the cat has never had it so don't start giving it to it like in chunks <laughs> but once he starts accepting it then you do well to give him some ground hamburger ground uh, uh turkey you know some uh you know raw chicken is different than chicken that's in kibble form because once you cook chicken it it, it it the dna changes not the dna the the you know the ah, if, a, if a cat is allergic to chicken if he eats raw chicken he'll be fine but if he eats cooked chicken he won't <laughs> okay so anyway so that would be the the big thing and now one thing you got to remember bless our vets okay of you know vets are unbelievable people but they don't know anything about good nutrition all right and usually if they do take a nutrition class guess who's <laughs> guess who gives it science diet <laughs> okay and so the yeah, i said bless the souls of all the vets but that you got to make sure that you understand a good diet for your cat now the bible for all cat owners is called your cat your cat okay you can get it on on amazon for about uh, i think 15 bucks it's pretty is a pretty big book and it's by a loft a wait a minute wrong one your cat, Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S, Hodgkins. Okay. And she's a vet, okay? And it'll help take you through behavior problems as well as diets and vaccinations and such like that. And because that's the whole thing is you've got to educate yourself so you can t- you get your cat going. Because now, especially you, this is a male cat, correct? Yeah. And male cats will definitely start having uh, urinary crystals uh, and and things will be going upside down and sideways if you keep them on a dry diet. Because dogs are, cats have a total no carb need. No carb. They eat birds, mice, end of story. All right? And so that's why, and then that's why it's a wonder they do any good, and so good on our carb diets that we insist on feeding them. And so that's why, especially when you got a totally indoor cat. So at any time you want to share some of your, you know, like if you're making an egg, make an egg for the cat. You know, but now we, and then also you're going to notice if your cat is overweight, they're going to slim down a lot with, well, because they're not eating all those carbs anymore. He is a chunky monkey. Yep, and so he will start losing weight once you get him off of all the dry food and start going to the grain-free canned foods. And they do have raw for cats. Truth be told, I give the, my raw that I give my dogs, I also sp- split it up with the cats. It, you know, that's not their total diet, you know what I mean? But if I'm right. giving dogs, they get some, okay? so And they're coming out with more and more. So the biggest thing about cats, they need like 98% 
protein and above, all right, and for it to be a really healthy, but that's the difference between dogs and cats. They need to have a higher protein need. And so that, but that's why if you rotate, sometimes you give them the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the raw food that you give dogs, you know, every here and there, they'll, that your cat will be just fine. It just, it can't be on every day because then you got to sub some, you got to give them more supplements that break the, the, get the protein level up. Okay. But otherwise, okay. yeah. So you'll just, you, the more you can do this, rotate it in. And then if you, has your cat ever had canned food before? No, he hasn't. Okay. So what, and cats are very picky. And so what happens, what you're going to do is take a, like maybe a tablespoon of the canned cat food and then uh, put, mix it with a little bit of warm water. So it's kind of a gravy and then mix okay. it with like two tablespoons of your dry, the dry food that you're feeding. All right. And then pretty soon it's going to be less and less dry and more and more canned and you should be okay. Uh, how many, cat, how many uh, pounds is your cat? Uh, 16 and a half. 15. Okay. So 10 to one, what he should need. Um, you want to start him out with like, like three quarters of a can cat, a canned cat food. Uh, eventually you want to build to that three quarters of the can, uh, in the morning and three quarters of a can at evening. And then as he starts losing weight, you should be able to go down to a half in the morning and a half at night. Okay. So every, every cat's different, but yeah, that's cause I ate uh, two cats. I worked with, uh, Bubba was 38 pounds. And uh, when oh. I got him, and then um, Albert was 32 pounds when I got him. Okay. And uh, and I got them both down to a respectable 16 and 17 pounds. But it took wow. me about it took me about a year, little year and three months to do it. Because you don't want a cat to lose weight too fast, okay? And so okay. you just got to baby step it, and eventually, and then and then you start seeing them run. You don't have sh- shedding anymore. You don't have uh, as other than once in the spring and once in the fall. And then the neat thing is, is that your cat doesn't throw up anymore. Cats throw up because they, um, they're, they're on a dry diet and their pancreas can't absorb it correctly. And so they start throwing up. And once you go to a grain free canned food or, or raw food or freeze dried and you get that moisture into their diet, uh, they start, they stop throwing up and they start losing weight. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You've been a great help. Well, good, 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 good. If you've got any other questions, you either call me back here or call me up at Katie's Canines. Okay. Thank you, Katie. You bet. Have a good evening. You too. Bye bye. Yep, I mean, that's the biggest thing with cats, folks. I can't stress enough. Remember, this is our twentieth year. For twenty years, I've been telling you, feed your cat a grain-free canned food or raw, raw uh, ground chicken, raw ground turkey, ground ground beef. Okay, uh, if you can feed some of the dog formulated uh, foods to the cats too, you just can't do it on a regular, regular basis because they'll be missing something because dogs and cats have a higher protein need, and so and then like. Like I told this caller earlier, Your Cat, the book Your Cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S, is about every cat owner should have that, and you totally will understand. And like I said, bless our vets, our, you know, our veterinarians, okay? God bless our vets, too, our veterans. <laughs> but uh, uh, but the veterinarians, I mean, it, it's really tough. People, so many people have gotten animals, and then there's, and I, I'm sure you've heard um, that, the, um, this is a big, sad statement, but it's true, unfortunately, is that the number two suicides now are by veterinarians. 
And so that's why when you are um, uh, upside down and sideways because you can't get your cat in, you can't get your dog in and such like this, you got to you got to breathe because that that industry is hurting very, very bad. Uh, Because the thing is, is that look at it from a veterinarian's point of view as far as, okay, now you got a brand new puppy and you're all happy. And and this is when you could come in. (laughs) okay. and anyway, and when you be in there and so now the the, the vet is, you know, enjoying the new puppy you got and and, and the emotions are high and perky and happy. Now he leaves your cubicle or room and he goes to the next one and here's a dog he's treated for 15 years and he has to put that dog down okay and then he goes to the next room and then here's another dog you know very happy perky nude you know the emotional roller coaster a veterinarian goes through is uh, just huge huge and uh, and so that's what I, I know I think you guys remembered when uh, Gilligan my Gilligan Yorkie Karen Terrier 10 pounder he uh, crashed on me he had, I was in congestive heart failure I called nine vets and couldn't get in and I was so frustrated and upside down you know I wanted to just clamor please you're, this uh, this uh, I, I, we are in problem here <laughs> and then like I say somebody told me to call Blue Pearl and I got in there and they took care of Gilligan excellent he's doing fine but the thing is is that they are being so inundated and then that you've got to have a lot of patience and you got to don't be sharp with your words folks don't don't be doing that they're trying the best they can with the staff they have and then like i say think of the if you could have a job that your heart can be elated in one room and taken out in the next room and then elated again and that go through that emotional roller coaster if you can do that well then please become a vet because we need you because that's not the way a, a person that has emotions you know operates they're just as happy for you and they're just as sad for you, you know, when they have to put them down. So you all have to work together. So anyway, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a <clears throat> frog in my throat. Okay, we're going to run to, uh, what, run to, I was going to say run to breakfast. <laughs> okay, my brain is, remember, I've been out for three weeks, you know, I have to be retrained here. Okay, female peacocks are not called peacocks. True or false? Female peacocks are not called peacocks. True or false? We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. You can catch all my past shows on mytalk1071.1. You can go to my show page and listen to the, technically I guess it's called podcast. I don't know. It's just whatever. So you can listen to past shows, okay? So okay, in case you just tuned in and this is your first time, welcome. <laughs> and those are all of you that have been listening to me for your 20 years, I thank you. Okay, female peacocks are not called peacocks. True or false? I actually know this one. It's true because they're peahens. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are referred, both male and females, uh, they can be referred to as peacocks. But technically, the only the males are peacocks, the hens are peahens. Okay, and when they're both together, they're called... Oh, that I don't know. Peafowl. 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 Mm. That's stupid. I've never heard of that one before, yeah. but anyway, okay. Well, I'm impressed. How did you know? I always wanted a peacock until <laughs> the neighbors got one, mm. and it wound up down at our house. And it's just kind of like, yeah, not in this lifetime. <laughs> Their sound is deafening. Oh, deafening. No. It's shrill? Or? Oh, it's not, you know, as beautiful as they are. They're, I mean, literally, they probably live about a half mile down the road. And you swear to God, when that dog or that dog, when that peacock is doing its thing, you know, talking, mm-hmm. it's like it's right on your deck. It oh, is the goodness. most large, loudest, unfor, un, oh gosh, <laughs> it'll drive you nuts. It's, it's really hard to believe that that beautiful bird can have right. a voice like that and a shrill. I mean, it's just, it's, it's deafening, just deafening. But anyway, so that solved my... <laughs> I will look at them from afar and listen to them from afar. Thank God they're not in my backyard. Right. Okay, who's up? 
All right, we've got Janice on the line, and Janice's dog had an encounter with a wolf. Oh, big time. Okay. Hey, Janice, how you doing? Thank you very much for answering, Kitty. Hey. I listened to your, I think it was Miss Kathy okay. talking about her boxer dog, yep. and it, it's a koi wolf. A koi? Koi. C-O-Y wolf. Okay, and where did you pick that one up? Pardon me? Where did that one come from? I have no idea. Oh, is I it? came out of the woods. I live in the country. I'm alone. Well, in the country. Okay. And my boxer is very, he has five acres. Okay. And uh, he is very, what do you call it? Um, he's looking out my window right now. <laughs> that's when it comes out. The koi wolf is at night. He is, my dog, boxer, like Miss Kathy was talking about, but my boxer is 70 pounds. He's Ooh. not overweight. Okay. He's like a okay. muscle block. Okay. And, you know, because he needs exercise and five acres in the country, yeah. invisible fence. Yeah. And um, when that thing came at him, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And it, a koi wolf legs are not like a coyote. It's like a, it's different. It, it, it's, it, it's way different. He was twice the girth of cash and uh they were going at it round and round i'm not i'm not the brightest bulb on the christmas tree but my dad always gave me a duck call at my back door i haven't used that on cash in over a year okay but all i did is looked out that window and i saw that thing cash would have been dead dog walking okay and i ran out with that thing cupped it over my the uh, what do you call it the duck call right yeah and I know yeah to make it twice as loud yep and uh, I interrupted them and Cash came running home but I haven't used that on Cash for over a year that's only if he's out too long and it's kind of getting dusk we okay. usually are in bed at this time I've listened to you for twenty years oh well thank you right <laughs> thank you. I love listening to your show. Oh, thank you. So anyway. Okay, so uh, now, well, fill me in now on, the, have you trained Cash to come with a duck call, or is it just that sound it bothers him and he comes running to it? I, I haven't used it for a year, but I, usually I use jingle bells at the back door, and if he's out too long, longer than I expect, uh-huh. I'll ring the jingle bells. Okay. That's and he, good enough. Oh, wow, okay, okay. So you technically kind of... Trained them to turn and come. Told me, do the duck call. And then I read, read, read about koi wolves at night. Uh-huh. And that was the best thing to do. Wow, that's interesting. Because I interrupted them. Mm-hmm. I interrupted. And Cash came in, and his lip was cut and his tongue. Okay. And I did give him, you know, he. I could see the pink in the water. But I didn't think it was extreme. Okay. And uh, it quit in a day, and uh, I think he acted different for three days. Oh, I bet he did. He had the bejeebies scared out of him. <laughs> I, I, I think so. You know? I really think he's kind of a pussy-wussy dog. Okay. But, you know, 
Well, I'm going to have to look that up because I don't know of a koi. Because most people, they get, because there's a lot of coyotes around here that are, like, we've got them up by Hugo here, that honestly, people swear they're wolves, and they're not. They're just like a really big. Our, our coyotes up by our house are at least 55 pounds, okay? And uh, they look very wolfish, but they are, you can tell by the structure that they are a coyote. But if you're just glancing at them. And so I've never heard of the koi wolf. And so I'm going to have to look that up because I have not heard of that. It, it was, um, you know, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm usually in bed at this time yep. because I, we go to bed when it gets dusk. My kids, I call my cat, my dog, my kids. Okay. Bellies are full. They yeah. have to go to work. <laughs> go hang out. Bed. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and but so the, but, I will not. But yeah, that's a heads up though because that is true. Like the coyotes too, they they will come out during the day, but they're more once the sun goes down, they're more active. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is a tough one, and so that's why I, I would strongly suggest that if you're going to let your dog out to go potty, is that you put him on like a 15 foot line, you know, let him right. do his business, and then come back right. in and see what uh, you know. We've got 25 acres, you know, out at yeah. our place, and um, I have never all the dogs I've ever had, I have never let out to go potty at night without being on a 20 foot line. I'm at the end of that 20 foot line because you don't know what's in the shadows, and I don't want to be ever again. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because whether they dog to chase a deer or whether there's a coyote yeah. or something to yeah. take out my kids and so yeah so I'm, so I'm i'm so glad it worked for you but that duck whistle that really that surprises me as far as that because no yeah. okay but let reiterate that you didn't train him that when you blew that the, the duck whistle that he would give him a treat when he came or is it just obnoxious noise uh, and he turns his head i don't treat my dog with treats he okay. is a raw fed dog okay raw. oh nice so um you know uh he knows he knows his place in life, and he is not a fat dog or overweight nice. or anything. Nice. Okay, sounds good. Well, yeah. I'm impressed that you had to wear for it, to think about that, and you got him broke up, and you got him back, and now, yeah, that's that had to be, your heart had to be going up 5 million yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> and I threw ice in his water, you know. Uh-huh. Just, it was just a little bit pinkish, so yeah. I didn't rush him to a vet or anything. Oh, no, uh uh-uh. And the next day, he, he seemed just, a little bit fearful oh, yes. a little something wrong but yep, definitely. I thought, well we're going to be okay we're, he was eating and yep. drinking, yep. so. And FYI, you know, any facial, ear, or whatever, get a liquid bandage. Get liquid bandage, okay? Oh, and because okay. of, because you're like, if they get an ear tear or face tear, okay, I yep. mean, considering that, you know, it's not like deep and gouging, you know, but, you know, they right. always bleed really bad. And if you could pat the le- the ble- blood really fast and then run that liquid bandage over, that will keep it from just spraying all over the place. And so that's oh, yeah. the best thing to use is liquid bandage for cuts like that, okay? And where would I get that? You can get it. And farmers, the farmers, you know, it's just people stuff, liquid bandage is what it's called. Okay, you can get okay. it like, you know, the pharmacy or whatever, you know, where they have band-aids and stuff like that. It's okay. called liquid okay. bandage because yeah. it's going to sting when you put it on. So be ready because yeah. uh, I put it on myself and I'm like, oh, now I know what that feels like. So it yeah. stings a little yeah. bit. So just be aware that when you do it for an animal, they're going to jump a little bit. So, yep. but it's yep. really good to stop the bleeding in case they got a cut ear or something that, you know, it's not deep, but yet, you know, it's playing right. blood. So, okay. Okay, thank you so much for that. I greatly appreciate it. Have a grand evening. Bye-bye. Okay, butterflies taste using their head, antenna, feet, or wings. We'll be back.